You're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, episode 79. Hey, hi, and howdy, friends. What's going on? Hope you're having a great day today. For today's episode, I'm so excited to get to introduce the guest on the show. I got to sit down with Desi Burtonshaw, who is a Western lifestyle influencer and a entrepreneur and a multi-passionate just business owner in general. She is doing so many things and she balances it all so well. So I was really excited to get to sit down with her and just have this really candid conversation about how she is able to navigate having multiple different types of industries that she's a part of and different business ventures that she's gone on and what that looks like for her and just everything that comes with being a multi-passionate entrepreneur. So if you are somebody that is the same way, you can relate, you are just wanting to do all the things, then this is the episode for you. So stick around because we're going to get into all of that and more right after this. Hey there, my name is Sarah Elrod and you're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast where we talk about marketing, social media, branding, content creation, Western lifestyle, and so much more. We believe that business does not have to be boring and that you can never own too many pairs of cowboy boots. I'm a cowgirl turned full-time entrepreneur. I've done everything from wedding photography to horse training, business coaching, and more. My mission is to help other Western women and men grow thriving businesses so that they can live out that small town dream life that they love while achieving bigger goals than they ever could have imagined. If you're ready to put in the work, grow your business, grow your brand, and enjoy the little things in life, and of course, get a little rowdy too, then you are in the right place, my friend. Let's do this. I never really considered myself a girly girl. Like, sure, I like to dress up from time to time, but my average everyday look tends to just be jeans and old t-shirt mixed with a baseball hat or a messy bun. And living the kind of lifestyle that we live, being on trend with the world just can't really be a priority. But I do enjoy looking cute while riding horses or working cows or just running to the grocery store. But the biggest problem for me was I didn't know where to shop to find clothes that felt like me. Clothes that were tough for daily ranch life, but also cute enough to make a Western fashion statement. If you know what I'm saying, ladies. Well, if you're anything like me, then I have the solution. Farm Girl Boutique offers stylish and affordable Western fashion that is perfect for the day-to-day workloads or a night out on the town. And Farm Girl has more than just clothing for men, women, and children. They also have accessories, bath and beauty products, farm and garden supplies, home decor, gifts, footwear, and more. This boutique is a one-stop shop for everyone in the family. If you want to check out all that Farm Girl Boutique has to offer in-store, you can head to farmgirlboutique.com or sarahelrod.com slash farmgirl and use code SARAHE10 in all caps to save 10% on your next purchase. That's farmgirlboutique.com and use code SARAHE as in Elrod 10 at checkout. Um, well, hi, Desi. Thank you so much for being here and being willing to talk with me and getting to share your knowledge and all the things. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm a- I'm excited to be here. Yes, so fun. So for anybody that like maybe doesn't know you or follow you, can you go ahead and just like introduce yourself and say a little bit about what you do? Yeah, so my name is Desi Burtonshaw and I live in Wyoming. I um, am a Western lifestyle influencer, business owner, entrepreneur, all the things, um, living on just like a small little ranch here in Wyoming. So I, I get to experience it all and I get to work from home and do it all from here. And it's a lot of fun. So yeah, on Instagram, Facebook, all the things. 
Yeah, you definitely do a lot. And I love that. I love meeting other like multi-passionate people. Um, I think it's just so fun that you don't have to put yourself in like a bubble and stick to one thing. So that's so cool. So what about like, tell a little bit of your story, kind of how you got to be where you are and how all those things came to be. Yeah. So like I said, I'm from Wyoming, born in Idaho, raised in Wyoming. And I think just kind of tying it into the Western lifestyle and where that all started as well is I, I've kind of compared this almost to like people who say they've been like a military brat and raised all over in different bases and things like that. And while mine may not be all over the country, I have been raised all over Idaho, Wyoming, and Nevada, just kind of have bounced around with my family. So I'm the oldest of five kids and my dad has taken us um, kind of all around all these different ranches, managing and running operations. So that's kind of where it all started is starting from Idaho, coming all the way to Wyoming and being raised in that just Western lifestyle, um, coming from generations of ranching and cattlemen and always being involved with that type of industry and learning the ins and outs of it. Just honestly, being a cowboy from the time we could ride to like to now. And that's always influenced my work ethic, um, just what I do in general. And have so coming back, going back from Idaho, Nevada, came to Wyoming when I was about six years old, second grade, and always have been kind of a small town girl all the way up to high school and then went to the University of Wyoming. And that's really where I kind of started diving into what I wanted to do for myself and really um, figuring out who I am as a person. And that's really where it started with the entrepreneurship, the beauty and the type of like kind of the influencer thing was taking off back then. So that's where, that's where that took off. Granted, both of my parents are very entrepreneurial, so I can give them credit in saying I got a little bit of that itch from them. Um, but went to school for business and graduated, with my business degree and honestly started straight from there into the beauty industry, into the influencer thing. And it's all, it's all kind of taken off. So <laughs> in a roundabout way, it's all, it, that, that's how it started. Yeah, no, that's, that's so awesome. And I think that's a good correlation that you did, like jumping back as far as like being the military brat thing, like moving around. I bet that probably was like fun, but kind of stressful at the same time I can imagine (laughs) oh yeah no for sure we were um it was a few years ago my dad and I had like sat down and we're kind of talking about it and pre-college like not even college living or anything we I've been like moved in and out of like 14 different homes so I never understood those people that are like yeah, I've been raised here, grown up here. I've had the same dog my whole life. I was born here. This is my bedroom <laughs> from here till now. Cause I'm like every two years, it really was. It was just kind of like our family was moving somewhere new, which is awesome. I would never, ever take that back. And I feel like I, I get a little bit of that a gypsy soul too, from having just a lot of different experiences and kind of growing up fast and learning things fast, but always being involved with, you know, like I, I keep mentioning the Western lifestyle in that industry too. So Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's so cool. So how do you find like balance with all of that? I just feel like you have so much going on. Like, is it hard to try to keep up with everything all at the same time? Some days. Yeah. (laughs) But I, I, 
I've had to learn like organizational skills for sure. And definitely, um, and we keep mentioning like the influencer, the beauty thing. So I have my own business. I'm a freelance makeup artist. And with that, I have like my own Instagram and everything for my business. And then my personal Instagram page, that's just me and the lifestyle or the Western lifestyle influencer page that I've built and I've been growing and have loved doing forever. So keeping all of that balance, like I am that person, the old school person that still has like a paper journal and I write everything down because in my mind, I have to just map out my like brain dump, map everything out. And that honestly kind of keeps everything under control for me and organized and just having a visual of everything going on. So I don't spread myself too thin and can kind of still keep up um, with everything that I have going on. For sure. And did you always know, like from a young age that you wanted to be like your own boss or your like a business owner? Cause some people like fall into it later on in life, but some people just always had that itch from like a young age. Yeah. So I honestly have, but I never saw it in this type of vision. Like I remember as a little girl having that vision of being like in the office, being a boss, showing up, like you kind of rule the roost wherever wherever the office atmosphere was like that was just me I don't know why and I (laughs) honestly don't even know where that came from because like I said like I wasn't raised in that atmosphere but for some reason in my head like I was just going to be a boss (laughs) (laughs) somewhere somehow yes yeah Um, girl (laughs) yeah exactly but for sure I would say I've always envisioned just kind of working for myself Mm -hmm. um maybe not always exactly knowing what that was going to be but definitely um creating something where I'm working for myself because I just feel more confident, more powerful in that situation. And it's way, it's way more fun. (laughs) For sure. For sure. And how did you get started with like the beauty industry of things where, is that something you were always interested in or did that come later on? So beauty and fashion, honestly, I'll have to like give credit to my mom for this because she was always the like ranch wife, the mom that any event going on, any school event, anything showed up dressed to the nines, like has the most beautiful collection of shoes that anybody could like die for. And that's just how she always was and how I always remember her. She still is. She still is known just like for being such a fashion queen, honestly. So I'll give her credit for that because that was instilled in me and my sisters. I have two sisters and being like raised by my mom who was very adamant about that like you present yourself you look good you feel good and you show up and you like wear what you want if you like it own it um that it would definitely stem from that when it comes to the fashion thing and the beauty and the makeup and things like that definitely came later while I was younger of course I I when you get to that age where you're like I'm gonna try mascara and makeup like that was so fun learning about it But honestly, in college, when I was still going to school, like doing, trying to figure out a hobby, keeping myself entertained, I really dove deep into makeup and the YouTube tutorials. And I loved doing it myself. I loved playing around with it. I loved the makeup stores and would come home for like the proms and do my sister's makeup for prom and do some friends' weddings. Like I really wasn't pursuing it hardcore at that point, but loved playing around with it so um that's definitely where it started from a young age like the fashion thing I've always kind of been involved with and then later on really falling in love with the makeup and the skincare and everything that comes behind just the beauty industry in general honestly yeah absolutely so how 
like you're, so you're doing freelance makeup and then you're doing like the influencing, what are kind of your other avenues of like business that you're involved in? Yeah. So when I graduated from the university, I started a spray tanning business. Um, I got my spray tanning equipment, I got trained, and that's what I started with. And I kind of launched like Desi Spray Tans right out of college. Um, Did that for a while. And then I had people approaching me about the makeup and asking if I would incorporate that. So that's when I really started involving that with everything going on. So this business is called Barefoot Pretty, and it started with spray tans. So that's kind of where the name generated from is Barefoot Pretty. Um, and I do offer spray tans. I do the freelance makeup for events and a lot of weddings, which is tons of fun. And then I'm also in the beauty industry with hair care and skincare as well. So I tell people, I'm like, I'm, I'm your confidence BFF. I've got you from everything to like shampoo to your moisturizer. Like I can get you dolled up for an event, give you a spray tan. Like I'm, I'm your girl for that. So that is all in my barefoot pretty type of business. And then also growing my personal brands. Like I feel like I'm starting to have this shift in both of my businesses where It's like my personal brand represents everything. My personal brand represents like I'm known for doing the makeup and the spray tans and the hair, the beauty side of things, but also people are coming for fashion advice, for business tips, for how to grow um, their Instagram as well and monetize it and build a business because we live in a world now where these platforms are allowing us to do that. And I've learned how to do it. I'm still learning how to do it. It's always changing and shifting. I want to grow with it, of course. Um, so with all of those avenues, I feel like it's all just kind of umbrellaed under this Desi Burton shop <laughs> on Instagram and social media and built from there for sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So good. I love what you said about like being someone's confidence BFF. I think that's so fun and that you're, yeah, it's like a whole package deal. I think that's so cool. And it's so apparent on the way you present yourself on social media, like you're such a light and I think you just radiate so much positivity. And I think that's just really, really awesome. Has like that confidence that's been there for you, has that always been there or is that something that you've had to grow into? It has. Yeah. It's definitely been something I've had to learn myself and like who I am today, even three years ago, I was a different Desi and it's taken a lot of, a lot of time and a lot of personal development and a lot of like figuring out what I want and learn you just confidence a lot of people are born with it and kudos to them because that's awesome but sometimes it is something you have to learn and figure out and get over um in your own ways and um Kai my fiance we've had this conversation before where I was like I wish I could sometimes I wish I could go back to college and like the person I am today because college would have been a completely different story like grades would have been better classes would have been more fun way more friends you know and um stepping in like stepping back and seeing where I've come from even just college to now I have definitely not always been confident like like I am today which we all have our days where sometimes we're not sometimes we are but oh I've learned um a lot with becoming more confident and just like in just myself and presenting myself. And a lot of that too stems from building and growing a business and networking with people that can help you with that. And just kind of, again, back to building your personal brand and building these businesses and your brands, um, having the confidence to 
do that, it takes, it takes a lot. So it's definitely been a learning curve and everything, but the last few years is probably when I stepped into my most confident self yet. Yeah. I think that's so important. What you said, like networking with people and like meeting and making those connections with other people and other people in the same industry as you, or even different industries, but it really does help like boost you and like, make you feel like, okay, like this is working or this isn't working, but like you have that support system, which I think can be really helpful. Cause I think with like social media, it can be kind of the same thing where you can meet like this group of people that's really supportive and really helpful, but there's also a lot of (laughs) negative things happening on social media that can bring you down. So I can imagine that's probably like the bigger following you have, like the harder that can be to try to like filter through bad and the good and all that. Yeah, for sure. No, I totally agree. Yeah. So with social media, how has that like changed the way that it, how has that like affected your business or has it changed your life and and just growing an Instagram and and all of that, that, that encompasses and stepping into like the influencer world. Cause I feel like these days, I mean, it's everywhere. Like that is such, that's such a real industry now. And it's funny. Cause I feel like if you talk to like older generations, they're like, oh yeah, influencer or whatever, but it's such a real thing. And it's such a real career path to be able to like monetize a social media platform. So can you kind of dive into like how that journey started for you and how you were able to grow and, and what success tips maybe you have for that? Yeah, for sure. So i I wouldn't exactly say that it's like changed my life. I feel like it's just been a stepping stone to help me get to where I'm going and achieve some of the goals that I have set for myself. So when I first like got started um, going to college, maybe even a year after my freshman year, that's really when I started to notice this industry, even in the Western fashion, Western lifestyle industry alone, take off on that platform. That's really when it started, when I started noticing it, like with Shaylee Ham, especially and some of those girls that have been in the industry for a while and just kind of watching it take off. That's really when I started to kind of work it. Not like I do now, because again, going back to the confidence conversation, um, starting it back then was way different than now just because like I I didn't know what to post I didn't know what I was doing exactly I didn't really care for people to see what I was doing I didn't want to be that person that's posting all the time posting on my stories like that was never going to happen um but that's really when I started kind of building relationships with certain boutiques and brands started kind of sharing my fashion side on this platform and while it's taken me probably longer than some people to grow this this page and this brand for myself um, I feel like learning from where it started to now has helped a lot Um, and now still like growing my platform growing my page I feel like the biggest thing, like the biggest tip that I can give anybody is just, just get started. Like if it's something you feel like is pulling out your heartstrings or like you have this gut feeling that you want to try it, you want to do it, just do it. And so many of us get lost in the research and perfecting our niche, perfecting our pictures, perfecting our outfits, like the perfectionism side of us, which that's something I've definitely had to overcome um, and still struggle with. Like the perfectionism thing is so hard, but being like that ignorance on fire and just posting what feels good to you, staying authentic and staying consistent. That's like the biggest thing that I can put out there for people is consistency is key and showing up every day, whether you are 
to the nines, whether you are just getting out of bed, letting people see you in and out every single day and consistently showing up some way, somehow is definitely key to building your page and this industry and staying honestly relevant with everything that's always changing. We know how we know how social media works and how it's always changing every day. I, every day it's changing. But when you are consistent with yourself on your platform, that helps you stay on top of everything and, uh, and ahead of like the learning curve and all of mm-hmm. that as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. You said so many like golden nuggets in there, but you said one thing like ignorance on fire, which like really stood out to me. So I love that, but it's so true. And it can sound so cliche because I know like so many people say, oh, just do it. Just start just show up. But that is truly like the best way that you're going to grow and that you're going to build that confidence. Cause I know that's a huge thing that a lot of people that ask me questions, it's like, you know, how do you get confident to show up or I feel awkward or whatever it might be. And it's like, you don't, it doesn't, there's no switch. Like it, you just yeah. have to be able to start doing it and not care what people are going to think. And slowly that confidence, you just build it up and it just gets easier and easier to show your face and not be so worried about what you look like 24 seven. And same thing with like your feed, you know, we all want that like perfectly beautiful feed, but (laughs) I think we're shifting into a place where content is just so fast. Everybody's pumping out so much content every day that, you know, the perfection side of it is way less important than I think it was even a couple years ago. And now people are just looking for that next thing versus, oh, does this picture match perfectly next to this picture? (laughs) So yeah, no, for sure. And I've done like, I've done a poll on my Instagram before, because I'm curious and just like the marketing side of me too, is I ask my audience, like, do you like this picture versus this picture, like um, a professional work with a photographer or just an iPhone picture? And you would be surprised at how many people love just like the simplicity. Like they, they don't really care if you're completely dressed to the nines. If you have something that you feel in your heart that you want to share and you want to post more times than not, that's going to be more relevant to your following than anything else. And even the iPhone pictures, people get so caught up in like hiring a photographer, buying the gear, making it look perfect. When in reality, people aren't looking for like this perfect person that they're following. They're looking for somebody that they can relate to, that they can learn from, and that they can kind of grow with themselves. And like I said, learn from. That's the biggest thing is sharing our knowledge, sharing my knowledge, whatever niche it's in, and being open with sharing that. And people people love that. That's really what they're there for. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and yeah, I think it's just, it's so true that you are the reason that you're going to stand out. And the reason that like somebody would choose your business over another or your brand over another is, is just who you are. Because at the end of the day, like so many industries are saturated and, and so many people are in so many different areas that it's not necessarily enough anymore just to show like your work or the business side of it. Like you have to show who you are and like why you're different. And, and that could be as simple as just sharing your morning coffee, (laughs) like, you know, just being relatable and being connectable. So that was really, really good. So kind of jumping back to like a little bit about the confidence side of things and struggling with like maybe hate comments or things like that. Has that ever been like an issue for you? Have you ever had to deal with that or how do you cope or like, do you have advice for somebody that maybe doesn't really know how to handle that if if they get like rude comments about something? Yeah, for sure. So with 
the new advances of like Instagram and TikTok, these video content that people are putting out gets so much, so uh, just a completely different audience where I've figured out that there's a lot, not a lot of nice people that are watching Rails and TikTok. I will say that I am very lucky to not have had to deal with a lot of that. Obviously I've had, it's just, you have the world at your fingertips and a world of love and a world of hate and you will experience both. And for me, those like messages and those comments that I do get simply block and delete. I know it can be hard. It's easier said than done. Um, because you do, you get kind of fired up and you want to like say something back, but your energy, you drain, some people drain so much of their energy on these people that really their whole goal is to piss you off (laughs) and that it can be whether it's social media or an online presence or people in the real world block and delete forget about it move on because there are so many more people that are rooting for you and this is just something that I have to remind myself is like there's so many more people rooting for you and following you for what you have to offer then there are people that are like hateful, um, doubting you that really want to watch you fail. And for those people that like are the negative type, I'll just say it again, block and delete and move on because your energy is so valuable. And the goals that people are trying to achieve and reach takes a lot of energy. So to waste any of it on any of that negative stuff can, can be a lot. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) You're so right too. Like reels have brought in and TikTok has just brought in like such a different audience. And it's a beautiful thing because it's a great way to get new eyes on your stuff, but it is, it's crazy how many random people will find your video and exactly all that their whole goal is to just make you feel like garbage. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. No, I noticed that like you'll have a kind of a viral reel or one that gets more views than the other. And like you said, it's like a love hate relationship because you're reaching this new audience that you're wanting to get in touch with, but you're also like finding all these people that you're not wanting to get in touch with. And to me, it kind of made me stand back for at first with the reels and the TikToks of being like, that kind of is not fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why do people do this? <laughs> no. Yeah. That's it's, it's true. It's kind of a crazy evolving thing and video just seems to be getting more and more popular. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here. Like what the next thing's going to be. Oh yeah, for sure. So within the like Western industry as a whole, or like the fashion industry, is there anything that you notice that like you wish you could change? Are there any stigmas that you wish were different or negativity or things like that? But like you, if you could wave a magic wand, it would be different. Yeah, for sure. So this year I went to the national finals rodeo and it was my first time going to um, an event like that as being like Desi Burtonshaw, like Instagram Desi Burtonshaw. It's it's the first time I've been placed in an event like that. Um, And it was different because I'm like in small town Wyoming. I'm not in a lot of these uh, places where a lot of these events take place that some of these influencers and people that are in the industry are going to. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was kind of surprising, kind of making me take a step back just to look, just to like analyze and soak it all in. I met some great people. Um, I made some great connections. Like it was tons of fun, but it also made me realize how small of a niche that this western lifestyle is and western fashion especially 
it's such a small kind of world and niche that people feel the need to be so competitive. And to me, that was surprising. That was honestly surprising because to me, I don't believe in like oversaturation to me, like I am special in my way. You are special in your way. They are special in their way. And there is enough room at this table for everyone to be and present and grow themselves, whether it is the Western fashion, whether it is the Western lifestyle, the boutiques, the any of that. So I think that's the one thing that I would change. Wave my magical wand of being like, instead of so much like of this competitive energy that some people feel, not everybody, Mm -hmm. and changing that more into like, the collaborative side where we do see these people flourishing and helping one another and sharing their information and spreading the knowledge and just honestly making, making room for everyone, because there is a lot of people that are scared to jump into this industry alone. Cause they see, they, they do, they see some of this competitiveness and this edge that some people bring into the industry. So yeah, that was, and to me, and like I said, I'm small town Wyoming. I didn't feel a lot of that or see a lot of that because everybody, you know, you are who you present yourself. You're just kind of almost this different person on social media. You really can be with a personal brand. Yeah. So meeting and seeing and um, kind of being in the same room as some, as a lot, as all these people, that's really something that I, that I saw and was like that I would like to change. Yeah. Yeah. No, I bet. I mean, it's so I can see it too. Like it's, it's a very interesting space to be in and to watch because it is like, you can tell like there is competition in certain aspects of it. And it's, it's just an interesting thing to watch unfold because people are, you know, everybody has like a different style. And I think the Western fashion industry is just a very interesting space right now because of how, how trends are changing and it's becoming more popular. Um, so it's interesting to hear you say like, it's, it's a small niche. Um, and maybe you can like elaborate on like that a little bit, but, um, I just, it's cause to me, it looks like it's growing, but, um, so I'm kind of curious, like, what do you, how do you mean? Like it's small. Yeah. I, I, I mean, obviously it has grown and especially like I have noticed the Western, just the fashion side of things taking off like big brands, big time influencers. We're seeing celebrities walking on the red carpet in cowboy hats and boots and fringe. Like we definitely are on this rise up and this trend that's growing, but for just the Western, it's so, I'm trying to figure out a way to explain it because the, the boutiques, the businesses, they're very, I mean, Western lifestyle oriented, whether it is like the cowgirls and the cowboys, and it is just kind of a smaller world for influencers, for people on this platform than some of the bigger ones that we see who are doing other collaborations with different types of businesses outside of the industry. And that's kind of where I see, um, excuse me, my dog's in the house. That's Um, that's (laughs) That's kind of where I see it being smaller I guess in that sense and even if you're looking through on Instagram and looking at the hashtags or looking at the brands they tend to be just kind of that small it's just a little bit of a smaller market but I do love seeing everything taking off like it is yeah for sure yeah um that's that's a really interesting thought and it it probably has something to do with too like you always feel like it's really oversaturated when like that's the only 
type of industry you're following. Cause I've noticed that on social media, like I always try to tell people like expand your horizons a little bit, you know, it's, it's follow people that inspire you, but try to follow people that are outside of your realm and your world too, because I think it keeps you a little more open-minded as well. Cause if you're only following like certain specific things, then you're going to feel like very put like in a bubble. Um, that's, that's interesting. Um, so what do you, what would you say for somebody like, let's say who's wanting to step into either Western fashion or influencing or grow their social media, how, what would be like your advice for getting started for somebody like that? Yeah, I, I think taking just kind of a step back and analyzing yourself and feeling like what it is that you personally want to share, um, and really going in on that and really taking kind of that what's different about you approach to um, starting your page and kind of getting going and just running with it. I know you're kind of saying earlier, like, just do it. It's a lot easier said than done, but just kind of just going with it, getting started. Um, There's going to be a lot of trial and error. And that's kind of with any business, with anything that you're trying to grow is a lot of learning and figuring it out on the way or like on the, on the way to building your brand, building your page, building your business, whatever it is, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of that. So just finding what you love, what your passion is, what it, it could be the fashion, it could be the makeup, it could be just like all niching it all the way down to just styling hats or just styling boots or anything like that. Um, and kind of running with it and making it unique to you, staying authentic to you and finding like finding that passion that you have in why you want to start and rolling with it. Yeah, no, that's such good advice. And how, like, what's kind of your best tips for maybe starting to work with brands and things like that? Cause I know that's like the next step for a lot of people is okay. Like I'm putting out this content. I feel like it's, you know, pretty good and I'm passionate about it, but I'd want to, I want to start getting paid for this stuff. I want to start, you know, working with other companies and brands. Do you have any tips for how to go about that? Yeah, I would say that relationships and networking is so key. And I mean, that can be hard with trying to get in or meet or have a relationship with some of these bigger brands. But practicing too, like if there's a small town boutique or somebody that you've been kind of friends with messaging back and forth on Instagram or things like that, and just building a relationship with these business owners and making that key to your approach of hey, I would like to collaborate with you. This is what I have in mind. And while that can be hard at first, um, maybe working towards, like I said, just having um, an open conversation, going to their store, purchasing the products, um, showing, tagging, sharing everything that you have in your closet already um, that you are buying, doing like little unboxings, starting to kind of build this um, like showcase yourself and how you represent brands before completely getting paid yet. So they see what you have to offer when you do come to them and say, listen, this is what I love about XYZ. I would love to collaborate with you on XYZ um, and working it through that way, whether that is through a paid brand deal or exchange in merchandise or things like that. And when starting out, you will, you will have that um, conversation of, starting out with merchandise first, maybe see how that goes and building again, building that relationship to where it is a paying um, opportunity. 
Yeah, no, that's, that's really good. Yeah. I think it's a good reminder that, you know, you have to show that value first. People aren't necessarily just going to be coming to you and just say, Oh, you look like somebody that would be willing to post this. (laughs) Like you have to, you have to put in that effort first of look, I'm already sharing these products that I love and these brands that I love working with. And, you know, you never know who's watching. So they could eventually reach out to you or find you and want to collaborate with you in the future, but you have to show that value first. And that's within any industry, no matter what it is, you know, you, you have to make sure that you're providing that value, even if it's free for a while to, to build that, that reputable source of yourself. So that's a good, a good, for sure. And to build like your own confidence in, um, presenting, presenting yourself, presenting those brands. And that's kind of where that starts system of reaching out. A lot of people, I think, forget that that's kind of how this business works too, is it takes us putting ourselves in front of them or our message in front of them to get either noticed or have a conversation started. And that it can be uncomfortable. Trust me when you're reaching out to brands and being like, Hey, I would love to work with you. Um, but that's kind of sometimes where I feel like people get lost is it takes you making the first step and approaching and you can post all day long and you can tag all day long. And some of those will work out for you, I promise. But for it to be on a level that you want to get to, it's going to take sitting down and writing them down and sending a message and getting Mm. to know them and um, putting, putting yourself out there. Like I said, Yeah. And I can imagine that's huge because I'm sure that's the minority is doing that because it is, that's probably scary, you know, reaching out to some huge brand and, and trying to see if they're willing to take a chance on you. But I know a lot of people that I've talked to have said, you know, oh, when I have 10,000 followers, then I'll do this. Or, oh, when I have, when I hit this mark, then I'll start to do this. And it's like, well, what makes you think that once you hit that, you're going to automatically start? If you're not doing it now, you won't be confident enough to do it, you know, later on. Exactly. I think that's a huge, a huge thing. Man, you are full of so much knowledge and so many goodies and I love everything about it. And there's just so many like facets to you. And I feel like we could talk about it forever, but (laughs) is there anything like else that you would love to just share with anybody who's listening over any of the topics that we've covered today? Yeah. I mean, really the biggest thing, and I get asked a lot and kind of a lot of what our conversation has led to is just be you and do you and have fun with it. Like there's so much fun to be had. Don't miss out on it. And if it's something that, again, any, any part of you, that's like, you want to start something, it can be Instagram, it can be a business, it can be whatever, um, building and selling products. If there's any part of you that wants to just do something new or step out of the norm or try something to, um, not only better yourself, but expand, just do it and stay true to you and set your goals. And I know there's so much opportunity out there. It's actually kind of overwhelming. So definitely taking advantage of it and grabbing it and running with it. That's like my biggest piece of advice for anybody that's wanting to pursue something on their own. That's so good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Desi. And can you like drop your handles and anywhere else on the internet where people can find you and play? Yeah, for sure. So Desi Burtonshaw all over the board on Instagram, on Facebook, you can go to DesiBurtonshaw.com. I do have my own website, Um, but that's, that's easiest way to find me. So it's kind of, it's just first and last name. That's where you'll see me. (laughs) Love it. Easy. And next time I'm in Wyoming, I'm going to come and (laughs) 
inspire you no, to, to confidence me, me up. <laughs> oh my gosh, we'll have to do it. That'll be so fun. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you again so much for being here. I'm so excited for people to listen to this and come yeah. hang out with you. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Branded Cowgirl podcast. To stay up to date on the show, give input, ask questions, and more, make sure to join the exclusive Facebook group just for listeners. You can also follow us on Instagram and check out all of the show notes by going to sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. That's sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. And if you have not yet, make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that this show can continue to grow and get into the ears of more Western creatives just like you. All right, y'all, I will see you in the next one.